for Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And today we're going to be talking with Anna Crafty Pierce, one of my favorite co-hosts in the world, about creating fun and easy costumes but before we do that we're going to thank home instead senior care who provides trustworthy kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home we're so grateful for them and anna thank you for being on the show with me i am so excited to be here and i'm so happy about our topic (laughs) oh me too and i just before we move on speaking of creativity my friend roy bryan had the day off today and ben horlander stepped in to do a special show for us because we're recording this podcast at a little different time and i know you are good friends with his wife lisa rachel horlander who is a talented artist and has all kinds of platform on the web and i so i just wanted to say hi a shout out to those creative people in our lives i'm gonna say her name again lisa rachel i've known her for years and years so i've watched her work develop and you know mom i don't know if she's sold it yet but there's a painting that i recently saw of hers that i want (laughs) oh oh no that's the bad thing about being artists we we crave buying other people's art (laughs) she's my friend so i want to be more but but she is so talented and the latest thing that she made that i saw just I love it. So if you get the chance, whoever's listening, to go find her on the web, definitely do it. It's worth it. Lisa Rachel, and and her last name is Horlander. Sometimes it's just Lisa Rachel. And Uh, and so we're we're just. She posts the process. So that's exciting. Anna, you're, you need yeah. to speak right into the to the microphone today because oh. you're kind of coming and cutting out a little bit. And and Ben, uh, thank you for being just in the background. I, I always like to give those guys a shout-out because our technicians at TogiNet do such a good job. Okay, so we're talking about costumes, and we have so much to talk about. But I want to begin at the most important place. I think I did not realize as a young mother how important it is for a kid's imagination to get to play dress up, but I've heard you say some really great stuff on this, Anna. So tell me, why is it not only fun, but also important for development? Well, anytime as your creativity and imagination, relationships and relating to others. And as little kids, part of dressing up is you get to try on who you want to be when you grow up. So my kids, you know, my son plays fireman and he probably won't become a fireman, but the only way he knows that is trying on the idea, right? And um, um, go ahead. Well, I love that. I, I, that's exactly the kind of stuff I'm talking about with you. I've heard you say this that kids need to imagine the grown up world and think about being responsible adults who yes. participate with other adults in ways that are really healthy. Or like my sweet little niece coming over and pulling out one of the, her diapers 
diaper bag and put, trying to put it on the baby doll. Yes, <laughs> wasn't that so cute? She was adorable. And my children, she she just pulled my children right in. They wanted to do it too. And, so cute. Um, and, and it, it allows her to pretend so that she can see what it would be like to be a mom, you know, even though she's only like, what, two? She's she's not her birthday's coming up. She'll be two. And uh, by the way, don't let me forget. I have tons of diapers because you know I have every size, and so I have some little oh, bitty the ones. Small that, ones. <laughs> yeah, we could use all those. Use them up. All those little small ones on the baby dolls. I can now. see we're going to be potty training teddy bears at our house here soon. So oh, nice. That's a good the idea. Other thing along the lines of children pretending to be something so they can try the idea on and relate better to other people because they pretended to be something or someone, as a grown-up, I still will sometimes look at one of my girlfriends who has a different strength than I do or has just lived a little longer, and I'll think to myself, I want to be them when I grow up. Yeah, yeah. Well, so okay. I do it, and it makes so, me a better, stronger person. I think it's kind of interesting because you kids – Always, I mean, especially Ellen, she could sing the songs from every Disney movie. And so y'all always played Disney princesses. But when we were talking about this show, you mentioned you, you really like for kids to have a broader perspective. And you had some ideas about other kinds of ways to be princesses from your own childhood. So do you want to share a little bit about that just to stretch people's imagination? Well, it was funny you say princess because as we were talking, I realized everything becomes princess. It may be instinctively that we just want to be God's children. And so yeah. as little girls, we just make everything about being a princess. But, yes, so my favorite that I – or maybe not favorite, but the most vivid costume that I can remember and the earliest one, I think, is when you made me that fall princess, fall fairy costume where you just – glued fall leaves like the little ones that you can buy at Hobby Lobby on I think a headband and a skirt for me. This the I skirt went, I, The skirt was an apron that mom had from the nineteen fifties and it had a fall print on it. And so I just hung I just like took my glue gun and hung those fall leaves off of ribbons and then just attached the ribbons to the to the apron. I didn't want to ruin the aprons. So I didn't glue on that. So it would be kind of floaty. And it was like a brown gingham or an orange yeah. checkered pattern. Like, I, I vividly remember that costume because it was – I ran into my kindergarten teacher at that fall festival that we went to, and I was wearing it. Uh, well, Costumes the, are very solid memories for me. Anytime I was pretending, I remember those moments. Well, I think that the genius of some of the costumes that we enjoyed over the years with you kids is we tr try to use what we had on hand and not make it hard. It ha we wanted it to be fun but easy. Because, you oh, know, when you're. The bride? You, oh, yeah, the bride. Everybody. Oh, my goodness. There are so many bride costumes in our, our box of, of dress up clothes when you kids were growing up. One, she wore a bride costume. I remember that, too. I thought it was genius, even as her sister. Because she got that's, the, you know, the bride. It was probably right after Aunt Charlotte got married, Mom. Yeah, that's probably right. And it was how she, your aunt got married in May or June, and then she, for uh -huh. Halloween, she was a bride. That's probably what happened because we, because, I mean, my aunt, as a little kid, she was, she was the star. She was the bride, and she had that dress that really was like a Disney princess dress. I mean, she, it was such a fabulous, um, just struck a little girl's imagination 
that we want we would want to be like that because <laughs> it was so pretty and fluffy. It was a fluffy dress. I remember that. Lots of lace. I was glad it was a dress up, dress up clothes and not actually going to church in that dress. Um, it was just too much lace. Uh, but it was so cute on y'all and so much fun to play. Well, the other thing that I thought, thought was kind of interesting when we talked about this is we used to do interesting things with, like, princesses weren't necessarily just, like, Disney princesses at our house. We also had Indian princesses and woodland fairy princesses. Like if you could put wings with it, it was going to be on the costume if there was a way to add wings. Yes. And my daughter carries on that tradition in a fine way. (laughs) She does. A unicorn fairy princess. (laughs) You know, they, they make, it's like, it's like Walmart has hijacked Pinterest in the best way possible because they now sell on the Halloween aisles lots of places, truthfully, that I was at Walmart. And they sell, like, unicorn headbands with the, bit, the little stuffed cotton horn on the top and a tail. And then oh, she had wow. fairy wings. So she had on a unicorn horn and fairy wings and a crown and this shiny necklace that was just – it looks like somebody took a picture of one of the Queens of England's necklaces and then made it out of gaudy plastic and rhinestones. <laughs> I love that. It's that awesome is, that, and shiny. Oh, my gosh. That's off-the-chart imagination. And I I think that is so sweet. To to me, It I, what I loved about it, especially the Indian princess stuff, is it allows kids to imagine even a whole different culture and it's something yeah. different, a different time than what they grew up in. So it's not just imagining forward to being an adult. It's also imagining back to being an adult in a history where things were different and maybe not as easy and and there was more more opportunity to be in touch with nature because you were living in a tent i mean and making food over a campfire as an indian princess so i like i like the way that challenges a child's imagination to go backwards or forwards and as a mom but also as a kid i liked the indian princess costumes because we got to wear them all year round in texas yeah you know like we wore those for Halloween. We wore them at Thanksgiving. We wore them out in the woods to run around and play in the woods. It, they were great if you had, you know, at school they were doing Texas History Week. Those were awesome. You know what? We've got two minutes. So speaking of that, it, it is true. You, you, you and Ellen and Will and I, we always like costumes that would function in many different levels. And so we borrowed a lot of ideas from history and from books. So when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But before we go to the break, um, I would just want to ask you to summarize, like I want to really nail down that whole concept of it, even though for many Christians, Halloween feels like a holiday, for instance, where you might be uncomfortable with some of the very garish and, 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 scary, gross things that are out there. Somebody yeah. Knows. So in spite of that, we, in our family, we always love costumes and we love the pretend and the imagination that goes we with didn't those. Really, we didn't really celebrate Halloween. We celebrated having imagination and costumes. <laughs> yes. And we did it year round. But I thought this yeah, was a good really time did. of year. And we always bought things after Halloween on sale. for. It all like, goes on sale. Yes. For East, yeah, for for like Christmas angel wings and and all My of those things. Always, they always get swords in their stockings. Every year we get plastic swords in our stockings because 
I buy them for like, you know, 50 cents after Halloween. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad you mentioned that. I do want to talk a little bit more about things you can get for cheap after the hall after October. So we're going to come back in about, we have to go to break now. I just want to mention, we have all these great podcasts that Anna has done about raising creative kids on Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. And you can sign up for our weekly blog there where we'll keep sending you all these great ideas. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back to talk about inexpensive and worthwhile costumes. Don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally, she lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Craffy, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help, but sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. Thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, we're back, and we've been talking about ways to make uh, bargain costumes, like going to the stores right after the holiday of Halloween and getting all the stuff you need for the rest of the year, like fun things to put in the kids' stockings and so forth. Now, Anna, one of my things in the fall is we see a real change in what comes out in advertising and even the movies, and we get this very scary kind of evil stuff associated with Halloween, and yet I know your kids love an adrenaline rush. And so tell us a little bit about how you keep it wholesome and still let them have fun playing and pretending. 
Well, you know, I, I was thinking about this during the break, and and my kids get just as good an adrenaline rush jumping off something that's a little higher than they've ever jumped off before. Yeah, and as you're just talking talk, about a foot, like a foot, not a, not yeah, twenty feet. Yeah, like right. instead of jumping down one step, my daughter will jump down two steps, or she'll decide she's going to jump down three steps. And and she's so cute about it, but and that's so much better than her listening to a ghost story, which she might even ask for because she's been exposed to that idea of ghosts or spooky, whatever from cartoons and different things. But then there's the fallout. I know it's not as healthy an adrenaline rush for her. Because mm-hmm. she'll have nightmares. Or right. she'll tell me, Mama, Mama, I don't like the dark. There's yeah. in the dark. So that can't be as healthy a form of adrenaline. And I will say my children do. I don't know if it's all little kids, but they do crave an adrenaline rush. <laughs> well, they're so cute with their dinosaur games and pretending yes. to be dinosaurs. And that I think that's scary enough for little kids. You, you don't have to go much more than that. I know that it's scary because, you know, one of them will be chasing the other one to the house, growling and roaring. And the next thing yeah. you know, will do it for a little while and be having fun. And then the next thing you know, it's like it becomes real to them because they're running at me and hiding behind me and, like, shaking. Like, it's real to them. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and that, you know, dinosaurs are real and they're cool and there's a whole science field that ties into that if they decide that's what they want to study. I have a nephew who's still in junior high and he's still really into them. He may be an adult yeah. getting a degree in that someday. You can't really do that with spooky pretend things like you can dinosaurs. I like to point them to the things that God made that are, you know, if you need something that's a little scary, go for that. (laughs) Yeah. And and there's nothing wrong for preparing for danger, but, but filling a kid's ideas with things that are so scary that they're evil that that children cannot prepare for. I I really just don't see the point of that now. But of course I'm probably biased because my next question has to do with educational costumes. We did. And now we're going to do my two favorite things. Costumes. Well, I guess three costumes, creativity and education. Uh huh. (laughs) I do too. And so let's talk like I loved the time that Ellen invited me to come to a literacy council event and we dressed we were supposed to, bring a book and read it to the children. And I just decided I was going to dress up in my character. So I didn't know that Miss Piggle Wiggle had changed so much since y'all were little, but it has. So you might not want to dress up as Mrs. Piggle Wiggle, but it was a fun costume because she's basically a granny that gardens, you know, she had, I got to wear the big gardening boots and my apron and my wig. And what I liked about that costume is it didn't have to be just one character, I could take that apron and those boots, my garden boots, and the uh, the the wig, and I could just be almost anybody's grandmother. So, and and I am a grandmother, so that was the perfect costume for me. <laughs> I'm I think thinking I put, of other. And by the way, I put wings on that outfit one time to be the grandmother, <laughs> the grandmother fairy. Yes, you showed up like that to uh, an event. My children were at because I remember the wings. I thought that was so cute. You can be a fairy was, even though you're a grown-up. I think I was a fairy, fairy godmother for that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm built like a fairy godmother, so that was perfect. Well, um, yeah, I okay. bet you got a lot of hugs. So, so t- t- I, talk to us about educational costumes. Okay, so my first one is actually real life, but it's a costume. I don't go around in my life in Texas riding horses to work and wearing a cowgirl hat. I just don't. I have boots that I wear with my real-life clothes. But when I worked at a barn in high school and college, I wore the full, what you think of, like I could have stepped off a Western set. We had caps. We had blue jeans. We had a belt. We had a bandana through our belt. 
we would wrap the bandana around the lower half of our faces, almost like bandits when it got dusty and we were on horseback. We had a cat, we had a straw hat and a, and a felt hat for the winter. And we wore them and they were dirty, like real gear. But they were also costumes because they lent us credibility when we were teaching children about, and even adults, about horses and about what ah. to do on horseback. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so in that same way, I've also drawn, I have a crazy artist costume where oh. I throw my hair up on top of my head and I let it stick up like a French twist, but with the end sticking up. And I put 20 paintbrushes in it and I put on, you know, the brightest purple lipstick I own. And whatever clothing I have that has paint on it, and I carry a, uh, I have a paint palette just for this purpose that's dry, but it looks like uh, I smeared. It looks like, I, well, I literally did just take tubes of paint and dump them on it and then smear my fingers through it and let it dry. Mm-hmm. And so when, when in the past I've been in charge of, like, art at BBS camps or different things with kids, I've showed up in that costume because oh. it gives me a platform. I'm obviously the person in charge of the art. And when it's BBS, uh. I have a cape that has a Bible verse on it. And so then I'm a super crazy art teacher. Well, I love that. <laughs> That's so interesting because now we've, we've gone from pretending as children learning to be adults. We're talking about adults claiming credibility visually in a way that's hilarious. And especially Uh if you have to be teaching, that's so important to be engaging as a teacher. And you, I think our audience probably knows that you're truly in real life. You're truly an artist with paintings in public buildings and uh, people who, I forget what you call that when people request a painting, a specific thing, but what's it called? Yeah. Commissions. Commissioned, commissioned art, and you also yeah. teach for real. That's another job that you have. And so you're a very creative person. When we talk about creativity, you are gifted in that area. And so that's interesting to hear that you use a costume not only to engage your audience, but to establish your credibility, which is funny. I mean, you wouldn't think of it that way. But think about our work clothes that really everyone's yeah. thrilled to take off at the end of the day. They're kind of a form of costume in that we put them on for a specific purpose to look a certain way. It may not be who we really are in the rest of our lives, but it, it helps us get to a goal and allows people to use their, I hate to say imagination in a way, but it really does allow them to know what our purpose is and visualize what we're going to do for them. Okay. At school, when I work, I wear professional clothes, you know? Yeah. Okay. Right. That's true. It's because you have to be a teacher and that's part of the dress. There's a dress code. Okay. So now I want to, I want you to tell the Annie Oakley story because we're talking about, this is kind of brings a lot of stuff together. You have the history element, the teaching element on the future and the, and the cultural element. So tell me a little bit about the Annie Oakley story. You were reminding me of this. I'd forgotten all about it. It's probably the first time I ever had to teach a class of kids something because it was an assignment. We had to read a book about a real person and then dresses them and give a book report. And how old so were you? Like junior high? No, 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 like fourth or fifth grade because we did okay. it first. Our practice run was with the third graders, and they were younger than us. Okay. So it must have been fourth or fifth grade. And okay. you helped me dress up as Annie Oakley, and I had my little three-by-five cards that I'd memorized that I needed because I was, like, almost shaking. And my favorite teacher was when I got assigned her classroom from my third grade year. I got to walk up there again and give the report to them. And I had a playing card that you had burnt a hole in the middle of it, and I had a pretend rifle. And at the very end of my report, the teacher had hidden the playing card at the back of the classroom on top of the shelf. 
And I turned around and faced the wall and fired the gun over my shoulder. And then she, you know, turned around and there was the card with the hole in it. Like I shot a hole in it. <laughs> I was so, it was thrilling. I, I felt we were so clever. That was visual. Those were good visual effects for it. And I didn't want to forget to share that in case somebody wants to borrow that idea. They're so welcome to it. But that was pretty good FX for uh, people like us that are kind of amateurs. Great school. Great school. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And then but it, years later, again, imagination. Helping another friend who's a few years younger who had that same assignment at the same school. And he was an astronaut. And his oh. mom gave us cardboard boxes. And I guess she'd gone to the store. Or maybe they just had it in their garage. Their garage was just full of all sorts of crazy stuff. We love to play in there. We but have three minutes left, so you got to wrap it up. Tubes that you use on the um, the dryer, and we use those for the arms of his astronaut suit. And I thought that was so clever. It is clever to use washing machine <laughs> tubing for your astronaut arms. That's hilarious. And you can recycle reason? anything. I mean, co recital costumes. We use PJs and glow-in-the-dark paint. The, and The lion costume with the towels that you made us. Oh, I love that costume. So we took one towel. I had two brown towels, and that was really the only thing I had in my my whole house that I could cut up because we were so poor at that time. We had no extra cash. And we cut those up. I made a main, just fringed part of the towel. And then we took another part, it cut it in a lengths. And to make a tail. And made the tail with glue gun and yellow ribbon. We tied the mane around your neck. It was fringed towel with a big yellow ribbon and then tied a yellow ribbon on the tail that we made with a glue gun by just folding it over and and then and you made girl lions by taking that yellow ribbon and making bows out of it so we feel pretty in our lion costume and you had a little a little bit of the towel left and we made ears on a hairband and so we had a uh -huh. hairband towels a glue gun and a safety pin and some yellow ribbon that's five ingredients for that costume we want oh we want a prize and it was totally free it was noah and the ark and the two of y'all came as is Two matching lions, and you oh, won the yes. prize for the best costume. Out of our grandmother's old towels that you had inherited that were probably in the rag box at that point. Probably. That awesome. But I, I, that was probably the cheapest costume we ever made, and believe me, we needed to do that. It was exactly. good. And when you came home with the prize, I was so happy. And, you know, we loved all the costumes. Not only did we engage in imagination and wearing them and pretending, but making them. The ones that I got yeah. involved in making, like the, the playing card or the towels or any of the things that I got to engage with, I remember so vividly and I was so much more, my imagination was engaged before I even put the costume on. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to to wrap this up. Remember, you can get more ideas at Kathy Crafty, K-R-A-F <laughs> is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com. And there is just so much stuff on it has, has helped me create ideas for y'all. And we really hope that today's brainstorming session on costumes will help you think of really creative ways to challenge and stimulate your kids' imagination in ways that won't cost you much time or effort, but just be a blessing in your life and with your family. And hopefully they'll learn to imagine themselves in history and learn great lessons that way and learn and think and imagine themselves in the future so they can be wonderful adults that you're raising and loving even now. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. 
thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, Johnny and Keith.